Season's going to end on a double doink, 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 doink. Live in the entertainment capital of the world. That's what you want to know? It's the T.C. Martin Show. Yeah, I don't know an idea. Diagnosis. I had an idea and then, uh... Prognosis. Yeah, I take the serious. Osmosis. Why, it's funny? It wasn't, it wasn't funny. I wasn't laughing about it. Yeah. It's not funny. It's not funny. Nothing's funny. Don't you ever talk about me. Yeah, I don't know that idea. That's the result you're going to get. It's the Dr. T.C. Martin. I don't go out there and laugh. Now in Terrible Tuesday. Oh, yes. Numbchuck, I never got a chance to ask you why you thought that Blake Martinez retiring from the NFL because he sold a Pokemon card is a terrible thing. Because he sold it for $687,000. 672. Or 672. Yes. Yeah. He could have made that back in the next two years. He's only making half of that with the Raiders. So the terrible part was what? The fact that he just retired for 600 and... Maybe he didn't want to play anymore. Lost the love of the game. Wasn't uh, wasn't playing a lot either. Good, then he then he should be on the Raiders. <laughs> like, just like the rest of the team. Oh. <sighs> Hour number two coming your way. The big seven-footer, Big Bill Cartwright, will join us. Talk about those USF Dons who are 6-0 undefeated. UNLV 5-0. They're going to be squaring off here in a couple weeks. Looking forward to that. All right. We'll talk some NBA as well, too. But right now, we talk a little NFL, college football. It is Thanksgiving Day coming up here. Thanksgiving weekend, as we know. We have a plethora of big-time games. College side, the NFL side. And uh, hearing that music means only one thing. We just got done painting the helmets. That's right. Painting the helmets overnight. There he is, and he's coming out of the tunnel. Is that a green jersey? Is he going to sport the green jersey? Oh, no. They're not, because I think they're on the road. It's Notre Dame and USC. Could hardly wait for that. And let's talk to the quarterback of the show. Apologies to all of our other quarterbacks. The one and only Steve Berline. <laughs> hey, hey, that's exactly right. Apologies to those guys, but I am the quarterback. That's it, man. Hey, oh, man, I got so tied up last night and and Friday, I and I meant to do it again. I meant to send you a picture, man. I meant to send you a picture, and I said I I, I I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. And then before he comes on today, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it, and I didn't do it, man. Not not a picture of you. I hope no, it wasn't a picture of me. But you, I think you know what. It, you know I'm what? Chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking, uh, was it was it you eating a bucket of chicken? No, it's just just the delicious, just the chicken, just the delicious yeah. picture of the chicken, and uh, I'm, I'm I'm scrolling through it again here now. And uh, Numbchuck, did you de- did you delete my pictures of, of chicken? Yes, I did. I only got like about <laughs> sorry, I only got about twenty six of them in here. You know, so here's well, the Go ahead, Steve. I'm 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 trying to shed a few pounds right now, so this is not the kind of support I need from my friends. Using me <laughs> with with my absolute favorite bucket of chicken on the planet that that's not going to help me. See, here's the deal: I did not get the memo that you are uh, you know on this weight loss uh, kick. I you know I was not aware of that you have to let people know these things. You know, if you don't want to well, be tempted. Seen me. 
you've seen me recently and you know that I need to head that way a little bit. So <laughs> I'm hoping to get that scale to start heading south a little bit for sure. Really? Really? Well, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, when you go to the, all of these, uh, you know, fancy dancy uh, alumni uh, functions, I know that you're, you know, you're not eating, uh, you know, these little uh, White Castle hamburgers. I mean, you're, you're eating, you're eating large, my friend. Come on now. Well, well, you know, however I got here, I'm here. The bottom line is that I've got to, I've got to change it up a little bit. You know, I've got, uh, two fake hips and I got a knee that's going to be replaced in a couple months. It makes it hard to be active. And that's, that's really the key for me is just, you know, trying to stay active as I get a little bit older. So, um, I've just got to get it, get it to where, uh, I can manage it a little bit better and we'll get there. Shoot. I, I can handle this. All right. Uh, go ahead. Uh, check your phone real quick right now. Go ahead. Go ahead and check. Check it. my phone. I'm not, you know, I don't want to do that right now. <laughs> yes, you do. Trust me. You do. You do. You do. Cause. All right. Let's see. Uh, it hasn't come through yet. Really? Uh, it must no. Be, it must be on your end. You must be at a soccer match or something again where you have bad uh, cell service, you know? It was a, it was a text. Uh, yeah, I was oh, oh, here, oh, here we go. Here we go. Oh, oh there it is. Oh, there it is. Breaking yeah. news. Yeah. Oh, yes, sir. So, boy, that looks that looks every bit as good as I remember it, my man. Now, here is the topper of the story. So, I was I was at Blue Ribbon on Friday night, and uh, and our, our man Johnny and Chachi say hello. By the way, they say hello. Excellent. And uh, so, I was back at the Cosmopolitan watching the Niners game last night, and. I was up there and over at halftime, I said, man, I could kind of really go for chicken again, but I was just there Friday night. And so you know what I did? I said, I'm going to pull a bird line here. I went up there and talked to Chachi. I said, Chachi, can I get a bucket of chicken to go? To go. I did it. I did it. It was (laughs) the very first time they gave me, and I should have taken a picture of this. They they gave me the chicken in, in probably the thing that you had right. It was one of those like Chinese uh, things where they you know, I can yeah, I can never yeah, yeah. fold it right or whatever. And the chicken and I and and I took that to an undisclosed location and go ahead and 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 finished watching the game with three pieces of chicken. And I never really don't do this because I'm not a leftover guy. I I, I took the re- the other three pieces home to have it maybe tonight or tomorrow. I pulled a burline. I got it to go. First time ever. You know, you're you're learning. You're learning, and, and I'll tell you, those boxes for for uh, an IQ level uh, of, of of yours, I can see how that could be a challenge. But um, there, you know, most of us don't have much of a problem with that. Um, <laughs> I can I can say that I at least I never did. Maybe it's an Notre Dame in me. I don't know. But that chicken, believe me, the day after will be just as good. As, well, not quite just as good, but almost as good. As the day of. So let me ask you so. this. Now, now this is a, a you know, because I am, I, I admit, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a snob and I'm too bougie with this, you know, I'm not a big leftover guy. But the one thing that I will eat leftover is chicken. I haven't done it in a long time. So let me ask you, do you reheat the chicken or do you eat it cold? The fried chicken. You know, I think, I think in this particular case, I think in this particular case, considering. I need expertise the, here. Here we go. The good. quality of the chicken that we're talking about, I think it has to be heated up. Uh-huh. I'm not opposed to the the cold chicken. Uh, I, I like cold chicken too, but this, in order to get the flavor right, really appreciate it mm-hmm. from every perspective. I think I think you got to heat it back up. Okay, I'm gonna do that. My, microwave it on, you know, thirty, forty seconds. That's about it. And I uh, say microwave. Just, just dive right in. So there we go. Now, if we're really bougie, do we just stay away from the microwave? And, you throw and, it in the oven for we go fifteen oven? minutes and let and let it get warm. 
Yeah, that might be. It'll stay crispy. It'll, yeah. Yeah, oven. Uh, Oven. I hear you. I I mean, if you got the time, if you got the time, I think go with the oven option. Yeah, for sure. If we're going (laughs) to, if we're going to dive into it and we want that deliciousness, then we got to take full. So it takes an extra 10, 15 minutes, right? You got to do it. I think so. Speaking of time, I think we're probably done. It's been nice talking to you guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you so I didn't realize that. I didn't realize the topic of the day was chicken today. Well, I mean, are you surprised that really? Is it ever not a topic? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it, we always work it in. But we don't give it a full block of the segment. So I, I just wasn't Listen, wasn't quite prepared. We're only we're only four and a half minutes into the segment. Okay, so I, I'm sorry, man. Okay, we'll we'll go wherever you want to go. Where do you want to go? You want to go? Y'all follow you. You can be the host. You want you want NFL. You want college. What do you want? You want basketball? Well, what do you want? Well, well let, let's just talk. You know, initially, let's talk about what everybody, every football mind in America is thinking about right now. It's how Notre Dame is going to knock USC out of the the playoff picture this weekend. Ooh, okay, let's talk yeah. about this. Uh, let's talk about this, and let's uh, let's go back to what we saw with USC that forty eight forty five pinball machine game against UCLA. Uh, that was. That was phenomenal. I don't know. As a football player, do you do you think that's great football, or is that just not really quality football? I mean, offensively, we had 1,162 yards. We had, I believe the number was, and I had it yesterday, I can't remember was, I think they combined for something like 57 first downs. Is that good football? Yeah. Well, you know, so for, for the offense to gain 1,162 yards, that means – the defense had to give up 1,162 yards, right? So that means that there was not a lot of defense on that field. Uh, but but it was a blast to watch. I mean, I, I had a I was at at dinner um, and not able to really hear the commentary of what was going on. But just every time I looked up at the at the, at the TV, there was a, another score going the other way. And you know, th- th- there's a lot of talent on both of those teams and both those quarterbacks really impressed me about just the way that they they just kept answering the bell and kept just taking swings and delivering knockout punches, but then the other guy would get right back up and bring his team down and, you know, just a spec- spectacular game to watch. Uh, you know, but, of course, uh, not a whole lot of defense on the field, and I think that's that's why I think Notre Dame has a chance. Uh, I, I think that Notre Dame is not a juggernaut offensively, um, but I think SC – is going to have a hard time stopping them. Notre Dame's going to come out and just try to keep the ball away from them. They're going to try to run the football right at them and keep it out of Caleb Williams' hands and not let him light up that scoreboard. And the question is going to be whether USC can man up up front and and stop the run because we know Notre Dame's not going to throw the ball. I mean, heck, when Notre Dame beat Clemson a few weeks ago, Notre Dame ran for 275 yards and threw for 85. And so that's the kind of game it's going to be. And if uh, if SC turns the ball over and gives Notre Dame the short field like Clemson did, Notre Dame can win this game. But I think if you're if you're betting the game, I think you got to go with USC, uh, just because you know that there's gonna, they're going to be hard to stop offensively, and and Notre Dame is not an explosive offense. So um, I'm sticking with my arts. I'm pulling for them. I'm picking them. Uh, but but it's going to have to be a, a a superhuman effort for Notre Dame. I think to come away with this win on the road uh, in a game of this magnitude for USC. USC is only a five-point favorite uh, in this game. And, you know, if we're trying to make a case for betting the Irish here, which I think we could, 
The Irish put up 44 in the snow against Boston College last week. And I know BC is down this year. But a little bit, yeah, just slightly. They, yeah, they, just, just, they just are, a little bit. They are, but you know, <laughs> no, but Notre Dame has been, you know, they've thirty-five against Clemson was so impressive. Uh, the Navy, yeah. Navy game it was maybe closer than it. The game, the final score really says it was close, but it really wasn't. Navy got the late touchdown there. Thirty-five against Navy, forty-one against Syracuse, forty-four against that juggernaut UNLV. You know what I'm saying? So. I don't know, Steve. I, I kind of, I, I could, I could back the, the Irish possibly here, but let me ask you this. Are we factoring in that there could be a potential letdown for the Trojans here after beating their arch rival on the road down, down the street there at the Rose Bowl? And then now, you know, maybe coming back and maybe getting caught a little off guard. I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I we're, we're talking about, uh, Lincoln Riley. And and you're talking about a coach who's been in a lot of big games and knows how to get his team ready, um, and and always seems to show up when the when the lights are brightest. And um, I, I just don't see that happen. This is what they've been talking about all year: getting back to relevance and finding a way into the the, the playoff. And to be one game, basically one game away from being able to to lock it up, I think if they if they beat Notre Dame uh, this weekend. Um, you know, I'd have a hard time, uh, you know, picking, uh, or finding a scenario that they don't get into the, the playoffs. So, um, you know, I, I just think it's too big of a game and Lincoln Riley will have them ready to go. Now, uh, speaking of the Irish, we have some uh, breaking news here, Steve. I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but, uh, the, the Irish have signed a four star quarterback today. Kenny Minchie has committed to Notre Dame. And uh, he is known as a tremendous late pickup here for uh, for Marcus Freeman here. You know, yeah, I saw that myself. Um, everything I've heard is really, really impressive, really solid and strong about this kid. He was committed to Pitt, I guess, and then decommitted, and, and uh, Notre Dame brought him in for the BC game, and, and he committed. He's not signed yet, and okay. as we know he's already changed his mind yeah. from Pitt to Notre Dame, and. Hopefully, uh, uh, this will not be another, another case of, of losing one of these guys. But, uh, that, that news has been circulating through all of my Notre Dame connections all day today. People are pretty fired up. And that's the one glaring area that Notre Dame has been, uh, you know, I mean, almost incomparably and incompetently weak for the last 15 years. They, they've not produced any uh, quarterbacks that have really done anything, uh, uh, you know, uh, in the NFL, um, or, or obviously haven't uh, won any national championships and, and done real well in the big games. So uh, that's what we've been missing, and hopefully he's going to be a guy that can can uh, change that storyline and, and, and bring us back to uh, what we all uh, want and, and hope for for Notre Dame. So uh, Numchuk actually wants to ask a question, but I'm not going to let him, you know, ask it on the mic here. Yes, you but, are. Yeah, okay, go ahead. This is this is a numchuck question, Steve. Go ahead. It's all so, you good. So you've seen like the, the field in Buffalo, right? With all with all the snow. Okay, we're going to preface this first. Yeah. So I was ri- I was yeah. ri- I was ripping the NFL's decision to move this game to Detroit because back in the day you wouldn't never do this, right? You play the game in the snow. You got snow blowers. You got the machinery. You know, you don't go, oh, let's travel a thousand miles and go play indoors, right? 
Okay, that that was that's 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 ridiculous. You play the okay. game, and it wasn't even that bad Sunday. Okay, and because remember they just say, "Oh, Thursday, we got to go." So Nubchuck wants to know, what's the most amount of snow you've ever played in? The most amount of snow that I've ever played in. That's a, I mean, how would I know that? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, no, I mean, like I, I play. I, I played in a, a blizzard uh, the second half of a game in Pittsburgh against the Steelers when I was with the Panthers at one point. Um, and, you know, that was it. And I, and I also played in a really heavy snow game against Peyton Manning and the Colts uh, in Denver when I was finishing up my career in Denver. Um, trying to think of any other ones. I don't know how you measure it. I, I just know that it, you know, yeah, the field was, it, was completely was it Was it a mess see. and the wind and, and, all that, and all that stuff? And again, so, and yeah, again, but, uh, Notre Dame did play that game. I mean, that was a torrential snowstorm in the second half of that game against BC on Saturday. So I think that's why we're talking yeah, about was. it. Yeah, it was. It was, but, but and, and I, I would take playing in the snow over playing in the cold rain. Yeah. Any day of the week. Mm-hmm. I mean, snow is not that hard to play in, really. It's cold, obviously, and, and if it's windy, that makes a big difference. Um, just ask Zach, Zach Wilson. He'll tell you how, how, how about how, how difficult it is to throw in the wind. I mean, what a lame excuse that was to, <laughs> to justify his, his performance. Uh, but well, you know those you BYU know, guys, man. They always got something to to cry about, man. You know, I, I, I can't believe it. Yeah, I mean, he's he's put himself yeah. on some. Thin ice for sure. We can get into that whenever, but yeah. uh, the point of it all is that yeah, I've played in some cold weather games, and um, you know, snow. I, I was very surprised that Buffalo moved that game. I've I've never heard of of uh, that that I can think of. I know there there were games moved because of hurricanes and things like right, that, right? Uh, in the past, but for just snow in Buffalo, I mean, you'd think they'd want to play that game in Buffalo and fight for it uh, instead of just making that decision uh, that early, but. Um, you know they had their reasons for it. I know. I was actually we were we I was at a charity event Thursday night last week, um, and we were I had secured Jim Kelly to come in from Buffalo to speak at this event up in uh, in uh, New York, right outside of New York City in in Rye. And uh, uh, Jim Kelly actually had to back out the day of because he wasn't sure he could get back to Buffalo. And uh, you know he was they were all talking about it, and then you see the next day that the game is canceled and all that stuff. So. Um, you know, they obviously had some major health concerns and liability concerns that they were worried about. That's had to, had to have been the motivator for it. Steve Berline joins. It's the quarterback talking about the quarterback position in the NFL. Let's talk about Zach Wilson. Uh, has not been good with the Jets. Uh, made some comments after the game on Sunday. Uh, why don't you go ahead and, and just talk a little bit about that paraphrase uh, for our listeners that may not uh, be aware of it. Can today Robert Saul is coming back and saying, well, I'm not really committing to Zach Wilson for this week. We'll have to wait and see. Well, well, Zach Wilson, uh, he, he lost the locker room. Uh, there's no doubt about it. It's already, you're, you're starting to uh, hear things trickle, um, you know, through social media and, and things like that. But, you know, he, he had a horrible performance. I think they had, a total of negative five yards in the second half of that game um, against the New England Patriots. And we all know what Bill Belichick does to the young quarterbacks. It's It's been proven over time. Bill Belichick licks his chops when these young quarterbacks come in. He makes all of them look bad. All right? And, and so Zach Wilson, what he needed to say, instead of coming out after that game and complaining about how windy it was and, and how, you know, 
Uh, do you feel do you feel that you you let your defense down by only scoring three points and by playing as poorly as you did? And, and he only threw for seventy seven yards. And he, one word answer, he said, "No, I don't feel like I let the defense down." And and that just did not go over well. We all know that quarterbacks, uh, you know, even sometimes uh, when when it's not even justified, have to take the bullet. And that's just part of the job. It's part of, you know, of wearing that 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 mantle of being a, a quarterback, uh, whether it's at your high school team, college, or NFL, whatever it might be. You have to be able to uh, take the accountability for for poor performance. And uh, Zach Wilson just brushed it off and didn't take any accountability for it and uh, made excuses. Even though he didn't, I mean, Mac Mac Jones played in that same weather. I think yeah. I think the Patriots <laughs> played in the, the same field, and he completed like. 23 of 28 for 240 yards, and you know he was able to get through it and figure it out. But um, you know, I think Zach Wilson now is just in a position where his performance was so bad he had some opportunities to make plays, uh, big plays in that game. He just missed them, uh, missed the reads and missed the throws a few times, um, and then to come out and not 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 say, hey, you know, I got to play better. I, I, I that's not acceptable. I don't care about the conditions. My teammates are counting on me. Defense is playing their butts off. I've got to step up and make some plays, and I didn't do it. That's on me. And that's all you got to say, and it's over, you know? And it, and, it, and it shows your teammates that you're not pointing fingers and looking for excuses, and that it means something to you, and that you're going to take it personal. But uh, he didn't do that, and, and now that, that organization is being put in a tough situation. It is. And like you said, he lost the locker room. And again, after Zach Wilson said, you know, made that comment, uh, Garrett Wilson, his teammate, here's his quote. And he says, this stuff, and he didn't use the word stuff, if you know, is not okay. Straight up. It is not okay. How many total yards did we have? This stuff is not going to fly. We got the dudes. It's time to be consistent. It's time to win games we should win. It's unacceptable. No one wants to feel like this, but it's not enough. You've got to do something about it. I feel this is a wake-up for some of the people in this facility, for us in the facility to get on our details. So, uh, And he goes on and on and on, but you're right. Uh, Fractured locker room. And just weeks ago, Steve, the Jets were playing some very, very good football. They beat the Packers. Oh, yeah. They beat other teams. And all of a sudden, you they know, they beat Buffalo. They beat, they beat Buffalo, exactly. Yeah. And their defense was was tough. Right. Well, the defense is tough. I mean, yeah. still, they only gave up three points right. against the Patriots. Yeah. But, uh, the, 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 they lost on a kickoff return for a touchdown. Uh, their defense is, is legit. I mean, I'm talking about legit. I did uh, their game against the Packers a few weeks back up in, up in Green Bay, and they made Aaron Rodgers and the Packers look uh, feeble. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just completely dominated them in every aspect. And I, at that point, coming out of that game, I said, I, you know, if I'm in the AFC, uh, they scare me about as much as anybody else. And then they beat Buffalo. Um, after that, it was like, wow, these guys are, <laughs> they're not afraid of anybody. And they went into Green Bay and into Buffalo and won those games. So, uh, although actually, I think the Jets, I think the Buffalo game might have been in New York, uh, in, yeah. in their own stadium, but. Um, anyway, this, you know, they're a team that can get it turned around if they just get decent quarterback play. And I think they'll get that out of Joe Flacco and, you know, Joe Flacco is Joe Flacco, right? But, uh, uh, I think he understands the situation and what an incredible opportunity if they call on him to, to be able to go out there and, and potentially, uh, lead a, a really talented young football team. Um, you know, to have a chance to, to maybe make some noise in the playoffs. And um, I think Joe Flacco probably thought he was never going to have that opportunity again, but it could be coming his way this year. 
All right, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up your least favorite quarterback, and I'm I'm right with there uh, with you too. And you know where I'm going with this. Forty yeah. to three, Kirk Cousins, awful in that game. Minnesota, the worst uh, going into this game. I'd say the worst eight and one team, but just got drill pressed, Steve. Uh, coming into this game, I believe what they two they only had two victories against teams with winning records. I mean, they were yeah. exposed big time. What does this mean for the Vikings going forward? Well, people are going to brush it off as they always do with Kirk Cousins. They're always going to, you know, say, "Oh, well, you know, just no one was ready to play. It wasn't his." You're not going to go fifteen and one. You're going to have a day like that. Um, you know, they they caught Buffalo the week before. Uh, you know, they won on a, a wing and a prayer. Uh, obviously, that catch by Justin Jefferson was uh, un- unbelievable that he made the catch, but. Even more ridiculous was the fact that the defensive back didn't just slap that ball down. I mean, why, why do you try to intercept that pass and let Justin Jefferson make that catch? Uh, you just knock the ball down and the game's over. And, you know, to his defense, the defensive back, I can't remember what his name was, but he took credit and accountability for, for making a really bad decision. He should have knocked it down. He knew that they would have won the game if he would have done that. But, um, so they, they squeak out in Buffalo and Josh Allen was not at a hundred percent. He, he hadn't practiced all week. They still almost won the game. Uh, then they go into Dallas. They, they go back home and they've got three in a row. They got, they get hammered by Dallas. Uh, then they're, they're going to have New England coming in this week, uh, which is not going to be an easy game. Uh, and they're a team with a winning record. So, you know, the results speak for themselves. They've got another tough one next week. Uh, I can't remember who the third game. I think it might be the Jets coming in to play them. Um, in Minnesota the following week after this coming week against New England. So um, I knew this four-game stretch was going to kind of reveal things. Uh, the, the the thing that Minnesota has going for them, though, obviously, is that they're, I think they're 15 games up on the Packers now. Um, so <laughs> I, I, I don't, there's no way Aaron Rodgers and Packers are going to catch yeah. them. Uh, the Minnesota could lose out and still be the winner of that division. So they're going to go to the playoffs. And uh, – you know, but, but, but Kirk Cousins will have many chances to prove me wrong. And, and really, to be honest, I like Kirk Cousins. I don't have anything against him. I just call it as I see it. You know, the guy's never, um, never won a, a really big game. I mean, he's, I shouldn't say never. He's won a few, but yeah, his record, as you said, against teams of winning records this year, he's only won two. And his career, he's got like a 20% or less winning percentage in games when he's playing against teams that are over 500 when they're playing them. So, um, it, it, it takes care of itself. You know, prime time and decent teams, he doesn't do very well against in general. So you're telling me that you like him? You like that? Is that what you're telling me? You uh, like Kirk Cousins? He's my guy. He, he's my guy. He's my guy. <laughs> I'm always with Kirk Cousins. <laughs> All right, man. What about your former team here? I, I, I like that. Oh, I know where you were going with that. Uh, I like that. I know. You, got you like that? Yeah. You like that? Yeah. Yeah. You like that chicken? I like that. You like that? I like that chicken. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Let's cl- let's close with the Raiders here, man. Uh, should people get excited because they beat the Broncos? As I like to point out, Steve, they've beaten two teams this year: the Broncos twice and the lowly Houston Texans. The two worst records in the National Football League. That's who the Raiders defeated. The Raiders. If you saw the game on Sunday, you saw the fashion where they won the game, thanks to Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson for. You know, not throwing an incomplete pass on third and 10 instead of just keeping the ball and running 40 more seconds off the clock. I mean, it, it's, it, it's funny because the Raiders never led until that final play. And then you got the blown coverage by Patrick Sertan there at the end. Uh, give me your, give me your thoughts as the Raiders 
get their third victory of the year and now head to Seattle? Well, I would never minimize it at all because as anybody that's ever played in the NFL, anybody that really watches and studies it, it, it's hard. It's hard to win against anybody. I mean, it, it is hard to win in the NFL, and, and uh, every one of those wins should be, you know, celebrated. And, and uh, no matter how it ends up working out, but uh, you know, it's been a rough year for the Raiders. I was happy to see it go their way. Um, you know, they've lost a lot of games they should have won. The games that, that they gave up the leads, well documented. Uh, I think they're a much better football team than their record indicates. Uh, but every win uh, for a team in, in the situation that the Raiders are in, every win is a building block and will help them feel, start to feel a little bit better about themselves. And, you know, as that record kind of starts to climb, hopefully toward 500, um, you know, they'll start getting that confidence back and maybe a little swagger. And, uh, you know, hopefully they'll, they'll get themselves on a nice run and, be able to finish it up strong. Doesn't matter how it happened. In my opinion, it right. happened. Right. You know, Wins a win. Car played well. Uh, you know, he threw for over 300 yards, a couple touchdowns. And Jacobs played well again. Uh, defense obviously did a pretty good job holding Denver to three field goals and a touchdown. Um, you know, uh, boy, the Broncos still just look pathetic, as you said. I, I I don't know what has happened to Russell Wilson and, um, you know, they, they, I thought they were going to be a contender this year when they made that move, but, but what, what a disappointment that is. That's that, if you ask me, that's a much more, uh, disappointing, uh, performance, uh, what the Broncos have done and what the Raiders have done this year. Yeah. But you can say, you know, fans said, well, they were a playoff team last year. You know, the Raiders were a playoff team and then to be 0 and 6 in, in one score games and now 1 and 7. So, and again, it's the way they won. I mean, think about it, Steve. If it wasn't for, uh, Melvin Gordon fumbling on the two yard line in the first right. half, okay, that it's 10 7 at halftime. So worst case scenario, maybe 13 7. If they go in the end zone, it's 17 7. The Raiders probably don't come back. Then you got the, the Hackett, you know, and Wilson snafus at the end. I mean, look, what would the narrative be today? Oh, we lost to the Broncos. And now, you know, it's like, so it, it, they were on the verge of, of that happening. I mean, that's how close it was. And I'm with you. It's a win's a win, but man, it, it wasn't like, it, it wasn't pretty at all. No, it wasn't. But, but again, uh, every, you can go into uh, almost, you know, probably I'd say 50 plus percent of the games every week in the NFL that are, that are decided by plays like that. I mean, you look at the Buffalo, Minnesota game the week before where how Justin Jefferson makes that catch. I don't know. And then how does Josh Allen fumble the ball yeah. um, on a quarterback sneak coming out of the end zone? I mean, I, uh, these things happen, right? And um, those, those defenses are, are pretty talented as well, and they're going for that football, and who knows? I mean, I, I, what I'm saying, I'm not justifying it or rationalizing it all. It, I'm just saying that a win is a win, and it's much better to be on the winning side of an ugly game like that and, and feeling like at least you got a break finally and now maybe things are going your way. Um, maybe you can build on that rather than going back to Denver's locker room and saying, Dude, we, we thought we were going to be a Super Bowl contender yeah. when we signed this quarterback in the offseason. And we, we are last place in the AFC West right now. Um, so, you know, it, it's a tough situation anyway you look at it. Okay, rapid fire here. What happens? Raiders at Seattle this week. Seattle is a team that we thought, okay, that this would be an easy win for the Raiders six, eight weeks ago, but not the case. Uh, Seattle's playing tough. What do you think happens Sunday? Well, you know, I, I think that, 
obviously there, there's no way you can build a case uh, that the, the that anyone should bet on the Raiders to win that game straight up. But you just don't know. I mean, Seattle, I think, coming off of a, a tough loss, I think, this week. I think they lost, didn't they? I, uh, Seattle? Seattle, they had to buy yeah. last week. They had to buy. They had to buy. Okay, well, they lost going into the buy. They're coming off mm-hmm. of a loss. I know that. But, but um, you know, that that's going to be a tough – It's always Seattle is always an incredibly difficult place to play, one of the most difficult in the NFL – um, you know, they've got a lot of momentum going because of the season they're having. And, um, you know, there's no way anyone in the right mind would be able to build a case as to why the Raiders come out of there with a win. But when you look at the Raiders schedule this year, I mean, they've, they've been in pretty much every game and, um, had a chance to win most of them as well. So, um, you know, I don't think they're going to go in there with the attitude of we got to get lucky to win. I think they go out there and they say, we play our game we can play with anybody and we'll have a chance to win this game. And I think that's the way they've got to look at it. And, um, you know, they, again, they've got Josh Jacobs going, they're going to be able to run the football as long as they, they, you know, don't give up the, the, the bonehead big plays at the wrong times and, and find a way to protect the football. Um, I think they'll be in this game at the, all the way to the end and we'll see what happens. All right. Quickly. Uh, do the lions magic continue? They're getting a Thanksgiving day game where they're actually on a three game win streak. Can't remember that happening in our lifetime, my friend. Here come the bills again. <laughs> what do you think? No, I'm worried about the bills. I, I love them. They're my Super Bowl pick. Uh, you know, my champion, uh, Super Bowl champion yep. pick for the year, but this, this arm injury to Josh Allen has got me concerned. Not only is he costing me in my fantasy football uh, <laughs> league uh, because he's my guy, uh, but but you know he, it, they're just not the same team, and it doesn't show itself on a, a play-by-play basis. Uh, but uh, as a guy who's had major elbow surgery twice uh, with the same ligament that he's talking about, um, you know it, it's in your head, and it, it's hard to just let go of the football and throw it. Uh, when you when you're thinking about the the pain that might be coming, or the possibility of maybe that ligament uh, or tendon, whatever it is, snapping, and uh, you're being done for the year. So um, until he gets that thing, and, and this is a short week, you know, short week, um, and I think the game's in Detroit. Um, you know, and against a team like you said that's playing pretty well, and um, I, I I I like Buffalo. I'm going to have to. I would pick Buffalo. But I don't feel very good about it at all, and I, I think it's going to be a good football game. All right, looking forward to Thanksgiving Day football. Again, uh, Bills, Lions, Giants, Cowboys, and then the Patriots and the Vikings. Uh, some intriguing football. And more importantly, I mean, give us the winner of the other two games if you'd like, but more importantly, what is on the Burline table on Thursday? <laughs> well, I know that the the core ingredients on the table Thursday. My brother Doug and his wife Tiffany are going to be hosting uh, all uh, all three of my brothers and our kids. Um, there's going to be turkey and prime rib. Oh, that that's be the, what I'm talking the, about. The two. Yes, hmm. yes. And it'll be, uh, I think it'll be Traeger uh, grill uh, roasted prime prime rib, <laughs> which I've done before. That's a good way. If you haven't tried that yet, no. go, out, go out and get yourself a Traeger uh, Traeger grill and, yeah, and put I, a prime rib in there and let it let it smoke. I'm familiar with the Traeger. Yeah, I don't have one. But yeah, yeah I, I I looked at those. All right. So if I shipped you some blue ribbon chicken for Thursday, wh- where I know they'd make the table, but where would it be on the table uh, as as far as the prime rib and the turkey go? 
Oh no 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 no! That would not make the table. It wouldn't make it. That huh? would that would that would that would be my private my private selection. That would not be shared with anybody. Are you kidding it. me? <laughs> not, e- not even on Thanksgiving. You didn't have to. You had to excuse yourself to the back office. Uh, like uh, every five. Oh, I gotta go check a score. I gotta go do something else. Uh, get my laundry, and then you'd be, be eating the chicken. Then you'd be come back. Uh, you know, for the prime rib. I, e- I see how it goes. E- exactly. I exactly. I don't even. I might even bring. I might not even bring it to his house. Yeah. I wouldn't even bring it to his. He wouldn't leave my house. That's awesome. That's great. <laughs> All right, my man. I appreciate yeah. the time as always. Uh, have a great one. Uh, tell the lovely Esther hello, uh, the family and all that, and uh, we'll, we'll look forward to talking with you again here real soon. Okay. We'll do it, man. Take care, See you guys. Happy Thanksgiving. See right. you later. Yeah. You got Bye. it. Steve Berline, our guy, the quarterback. Again, love talking that food here. Of course we're going to talk food. Of course. That's how we do it. And that will continue with our next guest, the big seven-footer at the Cartwright Ranch. You've never seen a spread like that before, ever. This is five-time NBA champion Bill Cartwright. When I'm in town, I always listen to T.C. Martin. You should, too.